we laid out 12 things that you need to check to see if you are going to become a multi-millionaire or you're gonna be that person that talked about coulda, shoulda, woulda, I was supposed to be, and it never happens for you. You heard David said you got a problem, but what he didn't say is that we're offering the solution. We got the solution. Listen, these are not plays. These are not keys. These are solutions. There's some things that you can control and you need to at least control the things that you can't control before you start complaining about the things that you can't. You need to find some things right now while you're listening to this that are in your control. There are some things in your power you need to execute. I guarantee what I guarantee and I said what I said. And if you are not willing to risk anything, then you cannot position yourself to gain anything at a high level. And that's just period, bottom line, point blank. If you don't risk something, then you're playing it safe. Multimillionaires don't play it safe. If I went through this and I made it to a higher level, even though I feel like there's higher for me to go, if I made it, you can too. What is your higher? Where do you, what is your higher in your life? What is the next step in love and finances and family and friendships and whatever? What is that for you? Whatever that is for you, reach for that. Pray for that, strive for that, fast for that, ask God for that. Don't stop pushing until you get to that. That's what I want people walking away with that kind of encouragement. Some of you have a unique it factor. You've got some discipline, you've got a good idea, you've got a strategy, but you don't have the guts. Yeah, you, you ain't got the guts. You, ain't, you, you don't have that go for it. You don't have that beast inside of you. You ain't got that dog inside of you that's saying, I'm about to go for it and I thought about it when I saw that somebody commented Deion Sanders' name. Deion Sanders is the epitome of go for it. I got the guts. It don't matter if I'm here or if I'm here. I'm a winning team. I'm a winner. Anything that I touch is a win. What about me would make you think that I care about your opinion of me? Your opinion of me is not the opinion that I have of myself. You ain't make me, so you can't break me. You didn't build me, so you can't kill me. I, I, you know what? God God established me. So you ain't nothing you can do to me. I, I've been dealing with this foolishness since Pee Wee football, man. I've been him. If you want to hit that seven-figure status, if you want to be super successful in your business, you need these 12 steps. Welcome to another episode of the Social Proof Podcast. My name is Donnie Wiggins, your very favorite business coach, and I am here with David Shans, the David, the Shans, your very favorite podcast coach, and we are here to talk about some business. Yes, business, entrepreneurs. We're the number one podcast for entrepreneurs. Why? Because we said why, it. Hold on, why are we? Because we said it. Because we said it. And if we say it, it shall be. That's a fact. That's why I'll be telling people. Dave and I gave our team vacation this week. Um, we were sending everyone to Mexico. My team didn't want to go. Uh, they decided to go to Auburn instead. <laughs> Who picks Auburn over Cancun? Over Cancun. but They're All expense paid. Recent True. college graduates who want to go and see their friends. Oh. That's that's what that was. So uh, they are in Auburn, and uh, Dave's team is in Mexico. Everybody will be coming back today, but we have been a mess. Oh, for sure. <laughs> First off, we're going to talk about decision making. Okay, Bri and Jada, uh, Deja, this is you don't, yeah, you, know, you don't you don't do that. Okay, <laughs> Auburn, Auburn, your friends. And when you get back, your friends will be at Auburn. Your friends will be. You can go to Auburn. It's an it's an hour and a half drive. Oh my gosh! You can go to Auburn 
anytime. Any t- it's around the Auburn, uh, Alabama. Yeah, they are college graduates oh, from Auburn. Cool. I think there was like some big game. My hair is doing something interesting. Um, right. There was like some really big game or something. They just wanted to go see their friends. Yeah. And um, hey, yeah. saved me thousands of uh, dollars. <laughs> my team was like, nope, give me that. Give me that. Let me get that. Give me that. All Let inclusive. Me get that trip up out of you. But it was really, really nice. Oh, it's a really nice. Uh, they're actually still there. I came back a day early. They got a chance to, uh, we were at breakfast and Kay was like, you know, we we're kind of talking about all the stuff that you always wanted to do. And Kay said, well, I want to do parasailing. She said, I got parasailing on my bucket list. And she went parasailing. By herself? Yeah. Yep. Uh, we, we Did rode... y'all watch her? No, I didn't even know. So we went, we, we went to breakfast. And we had kind of like a team meeting over being able to see this beautiful uh, ocean. It's not the ocean. It's the gulf over this beautiful scene of the water and we got a chance to eat kind of talked chopped it up talked about you know what you want to be when you grow up things of that nature so that was a really really good session and she said she wanted to go parasailing after that we went to the beach and we rented jet skis so the jet skis was like an hour before our turn was ready so we just went out into the ocean and just kicked it and talked and it was really really dope Kay was like, yo, man, really, really thank you because this is her first time out of the country. Oh, mm-hmm. so sweet. Yeah. So she's had her passport, I think, for like two years, but it was her first time out of the country. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we went on jet skis, and I went back to the room after that. You didn't go on the – oh, okay. You went on the jet yeah, ski. Yeah, though, right? for sure. Okay. And then I went to the room, and I guess she went um, after that. So – uh, again, they're still there, just you know, living it up. You invested in a jet ski experience. Yeah. Wow. Why, why wouldn't I? Well, because during the planning of it, you said to make sure we get an all-inclusive resort because everything you 100%. need is on the resort for sure. For sure. Yeah, I wasn't paying for breakfast, lunch, dinner, all that kind of stuff. I wanted to be like all expense paid, which means you got to like limit the expenses. <laughs> but them jet skis was a hundred a pop, so. I was, was doing, so I was doing the math like I'm glad I'm glad they wanted to go to Auburn, Alabama, oh, 100%. because, you know, and got them Delta Comfort. We're not at first class just yet, but Delta Comfort. Did you fly Delta Comfort? I I ordered a Delta Comfort seat, but you were upgraded. I said, book my joint separate. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, not diamond for nothing. <laughs> not book uh, my joint separate. But yeah, no, that that was cool. So the, the moral of the story is our team is out of town, and we didn't talk about business and, you know, do this and do that the whole time, which I thought was really cool. So Hey, are you going to uh, re-earn your diamond points, diamond status for next year? I'm already diamond next year. You are? Yo, I'm struggling to get my dang on platinum status. Yeah, step your game up. I need to step my game up. I gotta, I gotta, but I have traveled more this year okay. than I did last year. I don't get my status from traveling. You get it from spending. I don't travel a lot, yeah. So you have, do you have the Delta MX? Yeah, so I am, I have both and I'm really confused. I don't know what I should be swiping. So I swipe my business platinum for all of my business expenses Mm -hmm. because I like getting the rewards points and being able to utilize them. And I only really swipe um, flights and stuff on my Delta card. Oh yeah, no, I use Delta for, I use my, so I have a. So the Delta card gets you more? Well, I think it helps more with the status of Delta. But either way, I spent a lot on on both my cards. 
I spend a ton of, I spend every dollar almost that I spend in a month on my business platinum card. Yeah, and if you did that on your, I have the Delta Reserve. If you did that on there, you probably get it. I know you get the points much faster on the reserve. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't applied for that, but maybe I should. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you my link. I want my points. Hmm. A little affiliate vibe. Um, but I came in here, and maybe this is a, this is a conversation that needs to be had. I think everybody knows the story that when I started, I would set up all the cameras and the audio, and I just do it all myself, right? So I knew it. But now I come in here, and we've upgraded so much, I don't really know how everything connects in the systems and the equipment. I don't know it. And I felt vulnerable in that exposed. moment. Exposed. Well, Amateur. Not, not exposed, just vulnerable. Meaning if Reese or Zell one day wakes up and says, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not coming. I'm vulnerable to, okay, what do I do? And it's no longer in my control. Well, also exposed because it exposes how little you know about the operations of your business right now. But don't tell me how I felt. I'm I feel telling vulnerable. you, <laughs> vulnerable I, I is the am, perfect word. I am telling you that there is another adjective. You're vulnerable and exposed. I don't feel that way. Well, but you are. I might. Okay. Okay. I also feel um, anxious, and I feel all these other things. But <laughs> I feel vulnerable. <laughs> the feeling that you wanted to communicate. Oh, 100 percent. So I want to be able to. If if not, if everything goes, mm -hmm. and this is maybe a fault of my own, I need to be able to bring that roadcaster and that switcher, switcher over here and do it myself, or just record on all those cameras. I'll take all these uh, SD cards and edit it myself, just in case. Which I I, I would have figured it out because I know enough, but I was like, dang, the fact that I feel this way is that a good or bad thing, or am I just Am I just a control freak? I don't know. I don't know that it's control freak. I think you have gotten comfortable with how business operates. Um, I had a similar experience last night inside of my community. Um, everybody's off and I'm trying to go live inside. You're in the community, right? Were you a part of that bl fluster? So I can't get the call started where I'm on the wrong link. It's just stuff going on. I'm trying to drop links in the group and let people in and all this stuff. And I'm like, y'all, I'm just sorry. Like, I'm doing this by myself today and I don't even know what to do. Mm. I didn't even know how to add the recording at mm. the end. And um, I also felt vulnerable. Mm. But I said exposed because, you know, I'm projecting on you. Yeah. I, I felt exposed. I'm like, it, it and exposed meaning there was no new discovery. It was exposing to me to see that I have gotten so accustomed to them doing the simple things. These are things that I knew how to do very well before they started doing it. And now I'm so far removed from doing it that I'm like, wait, which button do I press again? And what mm -hmm. do I do? And let me not skip a step. I'm looking at their SOPs. Like, did I do this, that, and the other? And I had a split second when I felt like you like, okay, I got to start doing this stuff again. So I know how to run my business, but I don't know if the CEO of Chick-fil-A is going to come in and start dropping fries. You know what I mean? Yeah. More than they're just going to hire another fry cook. Yeah, but we also don't run Chick-fil-A either. No, we don't run Chick-fil-A. <clears throat> we run small businesses, and that's something to consider. But this is also why we have SOPs in place. So when things like 
I have SOPs in place, so I could have just gone back and referred to the SOPs. I didn't in real time because I was anxious, Mm -hmm. and I didn't even think about it until after the fact, like, oh, there's an SOP for this. I could have just gone and looked at that. Um, SOP? Standard Operating Procedure, a documented flow of how something works, right? And uh, I could have looked at the SOP, but I was so flustered in that that moment just trying to get everybody squared away that I didn't even think about it until after the fact, but... It's also acknowledgement of why SOPs are so important. Like this process needs to be standardized. Yeah. Um, and and we had a great job when Javon was here of SOPing up until that point, but we've upgraded even more since then. And all of that needs to be SOP. We need to go in like a, a Google Drive or a Trainual or a, um, a Trello or something and be able to say how to broadcast live into yeah. Mighty Network. And the steps are there. So we're not taking 30 minutes or an hour to figure those things out. This yeah. is why documentation is so important. But I still think there's, even if you have the instructions, it's still going to take a little longer than normal. It'll take a little but longer, also, but you're starting with reference. Also with Ryan, so I think they, they read off from the SOPs exactly what to do, right? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. So I didn't, uh, yeah, so I wish you had a mic because then they could hear you. But yeah, so that, that? that was the thing I was proud of because they pretty much Had just it. told him exactly what to do and it worked. Now there's still some, if the, if the, if the CEO of Chick-fil-A came into Chick-fil-A, he would be able to do everything because they've got the processes, mm-hmm. right? But it's still, you can imagine him coming in, reading the manual, like, Hmm. Did you? Hold on. Okay, so you, you like take putting together pride. furniture from Wayfair. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, they're there, right? But, um, but I, I, I am super proud of the team for. Now I know that we can just pass it along. It works. But mm-hmm. for me, still going through, like I, I didn't, I didn't need those SOPs. This is stuff that's playing in my mind. I didn't need that stuff. I come in and I get busy and we work and we do it. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm a, a. I have it set up in my office where. I know that I can set this stuff up and go live on YouTube and run it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 like, I like feeling in control in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's good or bad. I don't know. I don't mm. know. But um, oh, so the conversation today. Conversation today. This is gonna I have fun. a really good idea for a future Social Proof episode. What you got? I think that we should do a recap of maybe at the end of the year, I think we should do a recap of some favorite moments from all of our episodes Mm. from guests like we literally sit down and maybe you pick 20 I pick 20 and we go through and in the edit we add that clip like and talk about why we thought that was really a moment I think that'll be a dope I like that let's do it let's do it compilation compilation episode I love Mm -hmm. it all right so watch another podcast try to do it but (laughs) you know where you got it from (laughs) (laughs) tell you this story so, did you see, you didn't see the intro for Michael McDonald's episode, did you? No. Fire. No, I haven't seen Fire. it. Fire. Ooh, we, this week's episode, we got Michael McDonald. He is the silent partner of Earn Your Leisure, InvestFest, a whole EYL network. Everything that they do, there's a guy behind the scenes that is really pushing the buttons. And he doesn't get enough credit for it. Do you think that Michael Jordan would be as successful without you? No. Whoa! They say like a jack of all trades, but a master, right? 
but still better than a master of one, right? Yeah. That was me. I had to do lighting. I had to do sound. I had to do the cameras. I had to do the emails, the customer support. I was I was everything. I was doing every component of the business. What eventually happened was we started to delegate. And what I'm great at is building these things, like putting things in place. There's no way that we can get to the level we want to get to if we don't delegate. That's why we have five eight-figure businesses, right? Because we have a bunch of different people. five eight-figure businesses? Whoa! You want first place, come play with me. You want second place, go somewhere else. A lot of people remember, my podcast was actually on the Earn Your Leisure Network. And everybody kept asking me, why did you leave? Why did you leave? Why did you leave? It was because of Mike. It should have just been me and you. 12 o'clock at night, I'm upset. He texts me, Rashad, and Troy. And that just pissed me off. Mike invited me to fight him. I felt like, are you trying to like get me in trouble or trying to like, like I was like, subordinate or something I was like like this is my network I'm an owner like you know I'm not like a little little guy you know what I'm saying and he's like yo what you gonna do about it I'm looking at the phone like <laughs> when I had my son it changed everything for me there were times where I had to sleep in my car I had to take a shower in a, in a, in a gas station things like that I no longer can depend on someone else to, to supply money in my pocket the person coming from the background coming to the forefront could pose a problem this is an episode where you're gonna wanna watch the whole thing, okay? Don't skip around, don't jump to the middle, don't jump to the end, don't leave early. You need this whole game. I really got the game from him. I learned so much in this episode, and so will you. So, but the, the thing was- I'm gonna was, copy it, I haven't seen it, but I'm gonna copy it. Oh, uh, bro, let me yeah. tell you the story. Okay. So, I was uh, put together, this was the first, second, third podcast mastermind. And, you know, kind of just going through some game and I was telling everybody, was you there when I was I was going over the intros and stuff? Mm -mm. I know you were recording, you came a little later, but um, so I was showing them some different intros that like I'm seeing across the podcast space where the intro is oh, literally yeah, 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 like yeah, a movie trailer. That. You mm -hmm, saw it. Mm -hmm. It's like a movie trailer. It's incredible. So I'm like, yo, this is the next step. Now, I didn't implement it yet, but I'm telling everybody this is the next step. I leave the event, Trap said, Trap sent me a text like, yo, my team worked on one, that joint's fire so far. He sent me the same text. And I'm like, mm, that's what's up, congrats, <laughs> Trap. So then, uh, then Monray texts me mm -hmm. and says, yo, we executed, our team did the intro. And I was like, whoa, congrats, that's lit, I'm excited. I'm thinking, oh, some information that I gave, they actually, they, they executed. A day later, uh, Ty and Ryan from Harley Initiated sent me their intro. They said, yo, we executed, we did it. This whole time, everyone executed. Except you. Except the person teaching what to do. And I said, oh no, this can't happen. So shouts out to the trap. Ryan, Tyshawn, and Monray, um, it really, it really burned me up a little bit. Mm, I'm like, that somebody beat you to it. To the stuff, and I'm, I'm, you're telling people what you're gonna do, and you can't get mad when people execute on the thing that you told them to do. So, is it better practice to tell people what you've done instead of telling them what you're about to do? I think the best practice is to tell people what you're about to do and actually do it, because now the clock starts. The clock starts. I like that pressure. Mm -hmm. 
I like it. But you got to make sure that if that's how you're going to operate, you're prepared to do it. Yeah. In that case, when you're thinking about doing something that isn't being done, maybe you should do it first and mm-hmm. then tell people, this is what I did. Now y'all go do it. Yeah. But the only challenge is I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable knowing something that can help people. Mm-hmm. And me not telling them because I want to do it first. Well, you also didn't feel comfortable because that they beat you to it. I mean, that was good for me, but that was what prompted me. If I never told anybody, I'd never do it. Okay, so if if that's the motivation, I love it. Then yeah. keep telling people before you make your move. But I don't want to make a practice of it. <laughs> I'm like, keep keep giving <laughs> the information out before you make your move. I believe in sharing everything I know, yeah. um, and I believe we've done a great job at sharing probably too much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but there are some things that I would like to do first yeah. and then I'll tell y'all for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And no, I, I think some things you shouldn't tell first, not because you're trying to withhold the information, but you don't know if it's right or not. You don't know the, that and sometimes you're just trying to it. withhold the information until you do it. I mean, and it's yeah, okay. No, like that. you can't be made to feel bad because you want to debut a new idea first. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. And there's some things that, yeah, there's some things that I'm not saying right now. Yeah. But like, because, you know, as an entrepreneur and a creative, there's always so much going on in your brain. You'll never execute on all of it. You'll never execute on all of it. I have this long rolling document, notes document in my phone of years of ideas. And every couple of months, I will go through and look at them and see what I can pull to the front line, meaning what are some things that I can do. And as I grow and evolve as a person and as an entrepreneur, some of those ideas, still great ideas, but I'll never touch them today, right? For, for many reasons. And then those are ideas that I'm like, yo, I got this great idea. Somebody should do it. It just won't be me. And I will share the heck out of that, right? Um, before I do it because I'll never do it. Yeah. We have, we've talked about before doing something with these ideas and we should. Yeah. For sure. That's our New Year's project. Yeah. Look, I think this this lends this leads into uh, the conversation for today. Mm-hmm. What are the qualities that an entrepreneur should possess? Real quick, before we do that, at the twelve minute mark, um, go to that mark, and I think it would be a great idea to insert Michael McDonald's intro so people can see what we're talking about in real time. Mm. Twelve. I looked at the clock, and it was around the twelve minute mark that we were talking about. Good. Okay. All right. Well, say something else while I text that to the team. <laughs> um, what are the what was the what's the topic of the day? Uh, what are the we don't have the number yet. The quality is that every entrepreneur, if you are going to be successful, if you're going to build something big, if you're going to be a millionaire. OK. What are the qualities that you need to possess now? Sure. Um, what are the qualities that every entrepreneur must possess in order to be a multimillionaire? Uh, The very first quality that I think you must possess is discipline. Discipline, discipline, discipline. It's super important. I have never heard a multimillionaire or billionaire speak about their journey to success, and it didn't include some type of discipline. Entrepreneurs at that level are operating at an extremely high level, and they literally have to purge out habits that 
are not becoming. And some of your habits are habits that are great enough to make you a seven figure earner. Mm -hmm. Some of your habits are good enough to make you a multiple six figure earner, a six figure, a, a, a normal, a single six figure earner. But many of the habits that we have that it takes to get to six figures and just hitting seven figures will never get us to multiple seven figures, mm -hmm. billions of dollars. And what I have learned in my journey of entrepreneurship is that you can really become a seven figure earner as as I did without having the best discipline practices and process. Yeah. But in order to retain it and in order to multiply it, I had to kick in a whole different other a whole different level of discipline. Yeah. And that was evidence to me when um, I think it was this year at the top of this year, we both said, I got to jump back into my business. Yeah. Like I let go of things too soon. I delegated some things that I could have held on to a little longer. I got comfortable with the team and everybody else doing, doing, doing. And I had my time. We're at lunch. We're shopping. Yeah. We're leaving the podcast going shopping. We're leaving the podcast having meetings that never turned out to be meetings, but delicious lunches. And we had to discipline ourselves to say, no, we can't do that anymore. Number one is just a terrible financial practice. Yeah. And number two, we are getting nowhere with these ideas if we keep meeting this way. And we had to exercise a level of discipline. We haven't gone to lunch in months. It's been a minute. It's been a, it, it, we're due. Yeah. We, it's been a very long time since we've gone um, to lunch. I don't know if that's made you more or less productive, but, you know, I'm spending my time instead of going to lunch. What I usually do is go and meet with the team. So there are, there is definitely some additional product yeah. productivity that's happening. And we're able to not only maintain, but grow the business. Yeah. Discipline is a huge component that every entrepreneur must possess. hundred percent. And I think going into discipline, we think of discipline like we've got to uh, wake up the same time every morning, things of that nature. But s discipline, when I hear it, is decision making. I just remember as an entrepreneur where I plan on doing something tonight. Like after I get off work, I got to knock this out. I get home, I start working, and my phone rings, and there's something that somebody needs or there's something that someone's inviting me to mm -hmm. or there's some fun or my friend wants to come over or, 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 or everything besides what I'm supposed to be doing. Discipline says no. Mm -hmm. Discipline says I'm focused on what I'm focused on, nothing else. And nothing can take me off of that path. Mm -hmm. But I think we're looking at discipline as some, uh, uh, some sweat equity type uh, focus, blood, sweat, and tears when it's really just these small decisions. Discipline yeah. is I'm going to cook tonight instead mm -hmm. of going out and spending extra money. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really going to lock in. I'm it's, gonna read. I'm gonna sit there and read. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna learn. Mm -hmm. I, yo, there's a lot of people that have a really hard time sitting down and learning something, and I am one of them. Yeah, yeah, because there, you have so many ideas bouncing around in your head. 
And I know that one thing that you and I have in common is I've seen us at events, conferences, masterminds. Once we get that one piece of information that we need, yeah. it's like nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. We start texting. We're planning just like you did when I said, let's insert the Michael McDonald clip mm -hmm. into the episode right away. You're distracted. You got to text the team right now. Yeah. You're an action taker. And so when we're reading these things that are applicable to what we have going on, it's like, okay, learning time is over. Now it's time to execute. 100%. And and we're we're distracted. So um discipline. And when we when I say read, I mean if you look at your average multimillionaire, actually even your because not really multimillionaires, not all of them, but when you look at your billionaires, mm -hmm. you will see that most of them say they read at least 30 pages a day or they read at least 30 books a year or mm -hmm. one book a month. But reading, 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 reading is a discipline that I have heard every billionaire that has become a, a billionaire through work um, say, not a billionaire through um, inheritance or, you know, familial connection mm -hmm. like the Hiltons. And, but the people who acquired it through work and, and having the idea, they all have read a book. A hundred percent. I mean, it just takes extreme discipline to sit there and read it. Yep. So Especially number one, all the stuff going on. I think it's harder to read now than it was back in the day because we didn't have not Social only media. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, you're bouncing between the apps. We didn't have all that. Yeah, now you have the book available to you on Audible and it, seems so, it seems so convenient to say, oh, I'll just listen to the book on my phone. But then you get a text message notification yeah. and you're scrolling and you're moving around and are you really focused and retaining the information? Yeah. I think also when it comes to, um, so this will bring us into the second point, which I think every component, every entrepreneur needs to have to reach that seven figure plus status is the ability to learn new information. Okay, I had another two, but it's cool. Okay, we'll, we'll get to yours what on hell, three. The ability to, um, the ability to learn new information, right? And I think that that is hugely important because you have to remain a student of your industry. You have to remain a student of what it is that you do. You have to be on top of industry trends and things as they change and move, you know, around. You got you just have to be on top of these things. Mm -hmm. And if you are unwilling to learn, you will not hit the successful seven figure plus status that you want to learn brings me to knowing how to learn new information. What's up podcaster or soon to be podcaster. Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL baby, Atlanta, Georgia going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art 
of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay, I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people t- listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so you secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal right when you are reading a book it's probably really important that you're highlighting in that book or you're taking notes in that book you're documenting something along the way, not just reading pages to get through the pages, because I'm learning now as I'm reading, you know, often and reading with other people that some people are literally just reading to get through the pages, knowing how to learn, learn. being willing to and knowing how to learn new information. And I think the way you uh, obtain that quality is learning how you like to learn. Mm, you're learning so a hundred percent so i don't i don't learn through sitting there and watching a video or watching a course it's just i don't learn that way i have to learn by taking a piece of the thing that i want to learn and doing it Mm -hmm. so if if there's like i don't know 20 modules or something like that that i gotta i gotta go through i have to learn a part of it i gotta take one and go out and execute that part I, I got I just have to be in it with my hands or I'm going to sit there and be watching it and my mind starts to wander. For yeah. instance, reading a book, I can't read a book without a highlighter because if I read a book without a highlighter, then there's nothing that I'm pulling out. I'm just reading it. But if I have a highlighter in my hand, mm-hmm. I'm looking for something to pull out yeah. and then I highlight it and I'm like, oh, I got that. So that's how I... I learned how to learn. And alternatively, I I mentioned highlighting because I know that that's your style. Mm -hmm. I see like Milan highlighting in her books. But me, 
I cannot write in my books. I cannot highlight. I cannot underline. Uh, when I go in to reread that information, I am distracted by markings in my book. Yeah. If I can see it through the other side of the paper, like now I'm confused. What part of the information was I supposed <laughs> to be focused on? And that because I'm such an in order person, um, that causes like chaos in my mind. So I have to take notes. The notes in my phone are temporary. I have to write it out on paper. Like if you see me take notes on phone, you're going to, I'm going to go home and write those notes down in a main journal mm-hmm. that I, because that's how I retain information through writing down what I've received in another yep. format. You got to learn how you learn. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, it was number two, but you just kind of insert your own little number two. In number there. three. I got one. I got one. And it's important. Okay. Emotional control. Mm. This is a quality that all you entrepreneurs are going to have to possess if you are going to get become successful. Because the big idea that you have and the excitement that you got, I'm about to go out there and kill it. As soon as the world sees my offer or my product, they're going to buy. And they're not. They're just not. I'm not trying to hate on you. I'm just saying... For the most part, they are not. And you have to be able to emotionally deal with that. Yeah. And not get upset, not get depressed, not say, forget this, I got to do something else. You need some emotional control enough to say, okay, this happened to me. What do I need to learn from this? Mm-hmm. So I, for me, that's been a, a major blessing is being able to control my emotions as I build my business. Mm -hmm. I think it's also relevant and shows up in situations where somebody beats you to your idea. Um, Little things like if someone processes a chargeback, Mm -hmm. right? Not being ready to blast them all over social media, um, not acting in a way that will cause more distance between you and your ideal client or customer, Um, But literally being able to process not only your emotions as it relates to business, but also being under control and highly intelligent about your emotions as it relates to your personal life. Mm -hmm. Because if your emotions are out of balance in your personal life, then it translates into your business. So being able to have those filters in place and knowing when it's time for you to maybe step away, when Mm -hmm. it's time for you to get people around you, when it's time for you to talk to a therapist, when it's time for you to get an accountability partner, um, those things are all emotional intelligence. And being aware of what your triggers are, I think are really, really important to having some emotional control. When you are unaware of what even triggers you or why it triggers you, then it's going to be really difficult to have control over your emotions. You don't know what component you're controlling do you remember a moment where you lost control and you made a bad business decision based off emotion i haven't made a bad business decision made off of emotion no Mm -mm. i've made some bad personal choices for sure Mm. based off of emotion um but i i don't believe that i have made like i've never gone off on a team member i've never cursed the client out Um, I've never overreacted, but also at the same time, my business flows pretty well. Um, and so no, I've never showed my butt business wise. Yeah. I I, I may have, I may have vented to you about something mm -hmm. I can only think of, but the one thing that comes to mind is the guy who joined my six figure accelerator program. 
he paid like almost $2,000 for the program, went through the program, actually built a six-figure business and spent months giving me testimonials. Donnie is the best coach ever. I did this, that, and the other. My business is here because of Donnie, 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 like literally highlighting me all over social media, commenting on every post about how amazing my program is. And about six months later, he made payment arrange. He made payments on the program. And about six months later, he charged back every single payment. Mm. There were three payments. He charged back every single payment up to about uh, $2,000. And that person was also a very loud member of Morning Meetup. So I called you and was like, yo, what's up with this guy? Get him out of there ASAP because he did this, 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 this. And I couldn't believe, but even, but I vented to you about that. And I explained what happened, I think, as as, as a means of putting protection parameters in your business. But when it came to him, I sent him a message and I literally just said, um, hey, just making sure everything is okay. Maybe you didn't recognize the name of the company, but these charges were for this and blah, blah, blah. And when he read my message and basically didn't respond, I just blocked him. Mm. I don't think that was emotional, emotionally out of control. I wasn't going to even give him that energy. I just blocked yeah. him from all of my social media. I blocked him from being able to check out with yeah. any of my merchants using his keywords. I mean, using keywords like his address, his name, his email. You can't check out, baby, yeah. in my system. But that was like the, probably... I acted out to you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I can I can remember almost every business that I started and never quit. I quit off of emotion. It just I don't feel like doing it anymore, or I feel like it's not working, or I I just I I'm over this. You know what I mean? Like it's like you get really excited about something, and um. In the beginning, you got all this energy and it's your purpose and it's your passion, things of that nature. But when things slow down, my tune changes to all the reasons why I shouldn't be doing this. And I quit. Mm. So every time I've quit, I cannot think of a good reason that I've ever quit any business that I got involved in. I can't think of a good reason outside of just me emotionally being drained. I don't want to do this anymore. But any of those things that I quit could have made me a millionaire. Yeah. I've the businesses that I've quit. Um, I can think of reasons that are justified for every Mm. single business that I quit because I, um, I, I naturally am a person who has had to endure hard things and doing things that I just don't feel like doing. Mm. And so it's really easy for me to do things that I just don't feel like doing. Um, so I won't even say that. And and I've always been really driven by analytics and details. Like any business that I've quit, it was time. <laughs> like either I outgrew it or it mm. stopped working or I just wanted to do something else. And I don't mm. think that was emotional. It was just growth. Yeah. Which is why you're the success you are today. Yeah. Because you like you. But a lot of people, they can't they can't decipher the two yeah whether there's a valid reason or i just don't feel like i shouldn't have quit real estate you know what i mean you did real I, estate yeah i did real estate you were real estate agent yep I sold, was too. sold some properties and everything i can but see you, get, you touring property yeah but you get to this point where you have someone where you're driving them around 
and they want to go back to see the first house after the 50th and you're like i don't want to do looking this. at your gas needle yeah i don't want to do this i just don't want to be out there it's hot i and i you know talk it's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Hey, y'all, I ain't gonna lie, man. They sent me this Yuffie lock. Think about being on the couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school, and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Yuffie lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry. So it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there, you don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there, boop, you get to unlock your door that way. No battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging, it's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision. It's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Ufi is on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat. Okay, listen, you need this Eufy lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, eufy.com. I just ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's, it's, it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy. 
E-U-F-Y, Video Lock. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y, Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash Video Lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door, incredible. Okay, so search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash Video Lock myself out of it so anyway <laughs> that was definitely emotional for sure because those commission checks used to commission you hear me <laughs> <laughs> what number are we on now we are on number four is okay. this is number four about this to is be four, is it yeah. my turn yes all right so i believe the next component every entrepreneur must possess is supernatural belief supernatural belief supernatural belief that means having the ability to believe beyond your real re reality mm-hmm so that means that you might live in less than desirable conditions and circumstances, right. but you can see yourself in the abundance that you desire. That means that you may know nothing about starting business, but you can see yourself as the CEO that you desire to be. That means that outside of the things that people are saying to you, about you, about your inability to accomplish a thing, about how unbelievable your idea is, about how you're imagining something that can never happen, you have to be able to see beyond all of those things and stand on what your vision is in order to achieve it. And belief is the number one people, or the lack of belief is the number one reason that people don't do a thing yeah. to completion because they don't believe they're qualified. They don't believe they have the time. They don't believe they have the money. They don't believe people will buy from them. They don't believe their idea is good. They don't believe that this is realistic. And here's the thing. It's not supposed to be realistic. Mm -hmm. it's, it's because it's not something that you've ever realistically experienced. The only thing that's realistic to you are things that have actually happened to you. Yeah. Anything else is a desire, which is an unrealistic thing, meaning it's not real yet. Yeah. And you have to be able to apply a supernatural belief saying it hasn't ever been real for me before. Mm -hmm. It's not real for me yet, but I understand that it is about to be real for me soon. Yeah. So how do we uh, increase that belief? Mm -hmm. So not just the want, oh, this is what I want or I'm excited. This is what I'm going to do. But the belief that... This is going to change my life. Mm -hmm. How do we increase that? Yeah. So um, there are several ways. I believe that, um, and this is a whole different one all in itself, but uh, mentorship and coaching, mm -hmm. uh, having someone who has acquired the result that you desire to have, guiding you along the way, and not just that, going out and experiencing the things that seem so unrealistic. Yeah. Like right now, you might be driving a 1985 Toyota Corolla. And so owning a Bentley, that's what you drive? No. Oh. Uh. That's what you're driving? Oh, okay. Because they over there are like, yep. Um, you might be driving a 1985 Toyota Corolla. Shout out to everybody who drives it. And it may be unrealistic for you to think that you'll own the 2025 Bentley Coupe. Right. Well, if you go and sit in the Bentley coupe and put your hand, wrap your fingers around that steering wheel and rub your hands down that leather and smell what it feels like and ask for a test drive, that experience just became real to you. Yeah. Now you can see yourself in it because you placed yourself in it. Right. Mm -hmm. You have to see it before you become it. If you believe that 
Um, you'll never get the multi-million dollar mansion because you live in the $1,000 apartment right now, the $1,000 four-bedroom apartment right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that might, for you, be like, you know, because I remember what that was like when I was living in my mom's house, sharing a bed and a bedroom with my daughter, thinking one day me and my daughter are going to live in this apartment in the sky in a high-rise yeah. building. My circumstances said, yee. But my dream said, wow, right? And it wasn't until I actually started working for the first high-rise community I ever lived in. Like, I literally started working there initially as an assistant manager, um, as a temp, actually, first. I got assigned there as a temp, and then I came on team as an assistant manager and then grew from there. But it was me being in that. I had been used to, in my career up until that point, I had been used to managing Section 8 properties, Mm -hmm. C properties. There's there's a class of property called A, B, C, D property, and and then just F. And I had been familiar with leasing C properties. And then once I got to that luxury status, Naya, that A-plus property, (laughs) now I am actually working in the property that I told my daughter a year before that one day we would live in. Now I'm touring this property every day. Now I'm explaining to people how you can put your living, your, your, your sofa over here, your bed on this window and what you can do here. And now I'm starting to see it for myself. Like, man, if I live there, I remember after work when I would go turn the lights out, David, in the apartments, I would just sit in there on the floor sometimes and just like look at the view from in there, imagining this being my place. I had to experience it in order to see myself in it. And once you, once I saw myself in it, it was a wrap. Months Man. later, not even a year later, it became mine. Man, and I, I think, I, I think a part of belief too is, uh, you gotta like, kind of like what you said, there's gotta be like some sort of evidence. Mm-hmm. And like you said, being able to see it and experience it, that gives you some evidence. But, um, What's helped me increase my belief over the years is I got this big vision and I believe I'm going to be a multi-millionaire, but I have to take the belief and break it down into uh, something that I can accomplish today. Like, yo, I can get two customers. And when I go get those two customers, it, it somehow impacts my belief to say, if I can get two, I can get four. Mm-hmm. If I can go, if I can go get two customers today, that means tomorrow I can go get two more. There, there's somebody in this world that will buy this thing for me. And once I experienced that, I said, "Oh, I believe it now." Yeah. And then we go get some more. Then we go get some more. Then go get. And years, years later, eventually it worked out to where, you know, it it, it worked out, but. Um, you got to go get a, just the slightest bit of ev- evidence. Go get that one customer, that first person to buy, and go celebrate. Because if one will buy, 100 will buy. For sure. You and I do things that we've never done ever before. And when we talk about launching a new thing, mm-hmm. we have no experience doing it. We just believe that we can figure it For out. Sure. Yep. And we have literally done things successfully and made tons of money doing things that we just, I don't know how we're going to do it. We just... I'll figure Absolutely. it out. Just like our upcoming weekend. Absolutely. Number five, <laughs> I think, is really, really important. And people skip this one. This is a sleeper. But soft skills, which I'll couple with, like, your appearance and, like, let me just explain it, okay? Your soft skills. The way you shake someone's hand matters. Mm. 
The way you carry yourself matters. Mm -hmm. The way you look someone in the eye when they're talking matters. The way where you're having a conversation, you don't have your phone in your hand and you're texting in that's all like all these things matter. And if you could become a person that people want to be around, it makes it a lot easier to build a network. And if you have a network, it makes it a lot easier to become successful. Soft skills. I love that. Are incredible. Also appearance too. I've learned some things from my dad about appearance. When you you ever go to a, an event where you got to dress up and you can tell that some of these people, they don't dress up often. <laughs> you dress up, you got the khakis in the shirt, but the shirt is out the khakis a little bit. It's a little bit baggy. A lot of it. A lot of a bit lot of baggy. It. And no one taught you, okay, you put your t-shirt in your underwear, and then you put your shirt in your pants. And your belt has to be tight enough, because if it's loose, your shirt's gonna keep hanging out. You don't look like somebody that belongs here. Mm. You don't look like, you, there are certain clubs that you're a part of, and and I'm not saying your appearance matters to your success, why well, I'm saying it a little bit, but not in all cases. But it's been a leg up when you look like you're supposed to be there. When you look like you're supposed to, Jim Rohn said something one time. He said, if you smoke cigarettes, but you look around and there's no ashtrays. Mm, mm. That says we don't smoke here. Yeah. But there are people that will spark up a cigarette or whatever in an environment and they're like, yo, who invited this person? Because you couldn't you couldn't read what's happening here. Didn't read the room. You didn't read the room. Read the room. Soft skills slash appearance. Man, listen, I love y'all ladies. I love y'all. I love y'all. Never mind. Never no, mind. it's important because <laughs> I know what you're about to get out. Like, there, man. there are. We are in the season of like when I started going to conferences. You got dressed in your Sunday's best mm -hmm. to attend these conferences, and I literally see women and men at conferences with their butts out, like men's pants sagging, and you see their whole underwear. Mm -hmm. Like, I never want to see your underwear under the cuff of your behind. You know the cuff. <laughs> we know the cuff. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, 
and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And I have seen men in, in professional conferences with their cuff exposed, but at the same time, I've seen young women or women, period, at these same conferences with their cuffs exposed. And that's just not a soft skill that you want to acquire as a um, as a CEO in a professional network environment. And we live in a society right now where anything goes. It's just anything goes. And I I, I can't wait to bring back like, no, anything doesn't go right here. Close talking. Hmm. Speck up off me. Just. Give me three feet. Give me still a little bit of space. Give me, bro. give me three feet. Yeah, you know what? There's some people they they don't even realize too. You ever be in an environment and someone talking, mm-hmm. and what they're talking about is either inappropriate or just corny, and no, everyone here is looking like, what is this person talking about? I don't get it. Yeah, whose man's is this? Yeah, they're they're making they're making you uncomfortable, even though you're not the one that is making the offenses, but they don't even realize that, like they can't, they can't see that nobody's laughing with you or all laughing at you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think, I think that's important to the development of an entrepreneur. Uh, just being aware, Yeah. just being aware, learn your soft skills, your presentation, your appearance, your tie shouldn't be too short or too long. Or too just tight. just touch your belt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bunch of cup, just a bunch of things. I love that. All right, we are at number six. Six. Number six, uh, the sixth component every entrepreneur should have is the ability to take risks. Mm. You have to have be risk some averse? degree. Is that the it risk averse? You, you have to be a risk taker. Let me see. Okay. And let me explain. Can they, are we good here? Uh, let me explain. You have to be a risk taker. Now, your level of comfort in taking risk is relative. It is risk averse. Risk averse means uh, discipline or reluctant to take risk. Yeah. Okay. So is it risk c- converse? <laughs> risk tolerant. Risk tolerance. You, gotta you have, have to have risk tolerance. tolerance. That's what number six is, Naya. Um, you must possess risk tolerance, okay? A high risk tolerance. A high risk tolerance. Your What is high risk tolerance? Your capacity to take risks. You have to be willing to position yourself to take risks whether you lose or win in said risk. Mm. You have to understand that not every decision for you is going to yield a positive result. Some of these decisions, you will absolutely take a financial loss. You'll hear a lot. People say, oh, I don't take losses. I I get lessons. You're going to take a loss. You're going to lose some. (laughs) You're going to take a loss. Sure, the lesson shall come. But in that moment... (laughs) you lost (laughs) you lost some all right you might win some but you just lost one all right so you have to be willing to take losses to take risks and take 
losses. And that's so important. If you are not willing to risk anything, then you cannot position yourself to gain anything at a high level. And that's just period, bottom line, point blank. If you don't risk something, then you're playing it safe. Multimillionaires don't play it safe. For sure. At all. We are risking every single time we spend money or invest money in a, in a marketing campaign uh, campaign. We are taking risks every single time we order inventory that hasn't been sold yet. We are taking risks every single time we invest in coaching and strategic strategic development. We are taking risk every single time we hire new team members. We're taking a risk. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Listen, number seven, you have to be able to execute. You got to switch it, right? You got to stay focused. There we go. You're doing good. You're doing great, by the way. He caught me out rubbing my uh, nose. <laughs> thinking this on you. Execution. <laughs> Execution. The whole... The whole that's it right I, there. Episode over. That's it. Let me tell you how you become successful. You set a goal and you accomplish it. Period. Mm-hmm. You set a goal and you accomplish it. You are going to have to start setting goals and accomplishing it. And you have to execute. It can start right now. If you say, I'm going to make a sale today, go make the sale today. Give it everything you got to go make the sale today. Now, if you don't make the sale, at least don't let anyone say you didn't try. Mm -hmm. You didn't attempt. You didn't go at it. Mm -hmm. Now, you got to go home with your sale-less self and say, okay, Mm -hmm. what did I do wrong? And you analyze it. And you say, tomorrow, I am going to execute no matter what. If you can develop the ability to execute. And outside of that, the execution of doing what you say you're going to do. Just if you say you're going to do it, do it. You need to find some things right now while you're listening to this that are in your control. Things you can absolutely do. You can't control someone taking money out of their pocket and buying from you. But what you can do is say, I will have my beard oil ready by Friday to sell and I'm going to execute. There will be no excuses. You can control that. There's some things that you can control and you need to at least control the things that you can't control before you start complaining about the things that you can't. There are some things in your power you need to execute. Execution. If you don't have that as an entrepreneur, you're lost. Yeah, for sure. With number eight, number eight, uh, you have to have vision. Gotta have vision. You have to have vision. Nothing happens without vision. And we get so stuck on this, like we don't understand the vision for X, Y, Z, right? Vision, if you understand this, it will save you. Vision is ever evolving. That means that as you grow, as you develop, as as you change, as you make shifts throughout your journey, your vision will remain similar, mm-hmm. but it will evolve over time, right? The way you do something may evolve. The reason that you're doing something usually stays pretty consistent, but the way that you're going about executing a thing uh, will stay involved, will stay, may, may, may change a little bit. Now, here's the thing about vision. Once you establish what your vision is, then you must use that vision to make every single business decision that you are making. And not just business decision, but also personal life decision. When you understand what your vision is, you will make great choices about hiring this person. 
Should I hire this team member? Well, are they in alignment with the vision? Mm -hmm. Should I accept this speaking opportunity? Well, is it in alignment with the vision? Because we'll waste a lot of time doing busy work, taking on opportunities that's not in alignment with our vision, but because it yields some kind of result or it's the cool room to be in, you are lacking discipline and not doing what you should be doing. Your vision will say, well, your vision will, will help you to make decisions. Can I spend this money? Well, is it in alignment with my vision right now? Your vision is going to be the operating system for which you make all of your decisions and operate your business as well as your personal life. Yeah. Can you see it? Can you see you it? You are. Can you see it? Can you see it? And I guess it's going to go back to uh, Donnie's uh, number four, which is supernatural belief. So it's one thing to have the vision, but if you don't believe in that vision, it doesn't make it. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Or if you just have belief that you will become successful, but you can't see it, mm-hmm. that's not going to work either. Yeah. So you really have to be able to see this thing. Yeah. Man, me and Donnie been going back and forth for months on this uh, on this studio, but we we see it. Yeah. Like I mean, when we start talking about the way it's laid out, the operations, what's going to happen. We see it, and we're putting our money where our mouth is that shows we believe it. No doubt this thing is going to become successful. Yeah. Um, so, yes, When for the sure. building was completely destroyed, yeah. I could see our concept, mm-hmm. and I could see the people, the creators, walking around. I could see the creator's guests waiting in the lobby, I could see a wedding or a conference happening in the event space. Mm-hmm. I can see kind of generally what our hallways are looking like, right? I saw these things when I looked at the artwork that currently is there um, by the lovely gang members in the community. <laughs> um, <laughs> when when I see that artwork, I see visionary artwork. I see the mural that's going to mean something. I see the Instagrammable moments. I've been saying that since the first day that I saw it. Like I didn't have to be delivered a finished product. The vision that I have, the vision that David has, we've been able to see and it's so it's so easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply that our visions are very similar for this mm-hmm. same product. Like we know it's so easy. David called me, I think it was yesterday, maybe, maybe the day before and said, hey, I want to run some design ideas by you. And he goes through these ideas and I'm like, yep, I love it. And he's like, okay, well, <laughs> I guess that was the call, you know? Um, I want to do blah, 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 blah. I want, you know, da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, well, where does my input come in at? Because- I'm with whatever you're with vision and that's going to affect even your partnerships. Should I say yes to this partner? Mm. Hmm. Jada said she was going to be here today to present us with some manufacturing. information. I saw a text. Let's see what it's about. And maybe we can read it aloud. Maybe we can read it aloud. Hey guys, this came, yeah, this came in. Hey guys, here's the update. 
I am unable to make it to the podcast recording because I have to take care of something for a client. Mm. Wow, I wonder if the client gave her... An investment seed. An investment. When did that uh, update come in? Uh, 20 minutes ago. after huh. a, An hour after she's supposed to be here. An hour after she's supposed to be here. Jada. Oh. Oh, this is not a good sign. This is feeling very uh, uh, deja vu-ish. This is not a good sign. Feeling very, this has happened before-ish with another young lady who used to sit on that couch. Anyway, so. uh, (laughs) And that young lady missed out. So Jada, better get it together. No, seriously, vision is, is, is just really important. Do you have it? And if you don't have it, it's very important that you sit down and just based on who you are right now, based on the experiences that you've had, the knowledge that you possess, Right now, what can you, what do you see for yourself in the next 12 months? Let's just start there. What do the next 12 months look like? What do the next three months look like? It may be a struggle for you to assign a vision to what you're thinking in your head, but let's just start with what we want in 30 days, then what we want in 90 days. And as that gets clearer and clearer, then build that out for the next 12 months. I didn't get a 12, like a 20 year vision until maybe a year ago. Yeah. Like I didn't know what my life was going to look like until about a year ago. But I didn't let that stop me from taking action on what I'm doing today, right? And the other thing that I wanna say about vision is once you've established what that vision is, if you have people who work with you, customers who are doing business with you, it's very important that every customer knows what your vision is and every team member knows and is on board with your vision. As an entrepreneur, we do not have the luxury of having people who are just working for a check on our teams right now. Because there's a lot of, when we're we're starting up, this is like ground level. This is the Facebook in the garage. This is the Amazon in the garage. This is the Microsoft and the Google in somebody's basement apartment, right? At at that level, everybody got to be all in. Look at how many people who missed out on the Facebooks, who missed out on the Microsofts because they weren't sold out for the vision. Those creators, those founders, the people who are still here today on the apples who had the vision are the people and and who were committed to the vision are the people who are benefiting today. And you hear from their previous business partners, people who previously were a part of the team saying, man, if only I had seen the vision, my stocks, my shares would have been worth X, Y and Z by now. Mm. You got to be committed and, and you can't afford to have a team that's working for a check. You don't make that kind of money yet. Yeah. To have team that's working because there's going to be a lot of extra hours, a lot of time spent, a lot of uh, input that's given, a lot of things that's not my job that you just are going to have to do right now. 100% for sure, for sure. Um, Okay, ooh, we're we're getting getting down to the wire. Number nine, and uh, maybe we saved it for later in the list, and maybe people think it's a a given, but work ethic. Mm, that's good. You have to put in the work ethic. I don't even know if we need to expand on it that much, but you have to put in the work ethic. But I think what affects that work ethic is uh, something that we talked about earlier is emotional control. Because sometimes it's our emotions that cause us not to work. If mm-hmm. we don't feel like it, we don't feel like getting it done. We have to do the work. Right, mm-hmm. we need to get addicted to this work and not just work for work's sake, but tying all the stuff that we talked about into today, 
work ethic with the anticipation of execution, mm -hmm. work ethic with the belief, work ethic with the vision. But you, you like, I don't, I don't know how you can get around the work. The work mm -hmm. has to be done. This is the main reason why we need team. Yeah. Because the objective, so people are like, yo, we got to get a team so we can scale. Well, the reason you really need a team is so more work can get done in the same time. So if I'm working on all of this stuff together, I can only do so much. But if I'm doing something and Reese is doing something and Zell is doing something and Kay is doing something and Kashif is doing something and the whole team is doing some work at the time, this is the amount of work that we're putting out. I'm paying to get more done in the same time because I can't do all the work myself. However, I did not hire a team so that I don't have to do work. I don't care. Listen, we can get everybody that works for me in a room and they will confer what I'm saying. Nobody works harder. I didn't hire people so I don't have to do the work. I hire people so that I can do more work and there's nobody on this team that's gonna outwork me, period. Mm, I love it. <laughs> All right, number. are we at number 10? We are on number 10. This is our last one? Uh, Maybe. Let me finish it. I want to do, you, you, started, give, you give first, the bonus. First off, you started with you two. You give the bonus. You started the first two. I have an important one, though. Well, make and it then this you one. Give, and, yeah, that's this one. Okay, I got another one. Okay, what number is this? 10. 10. That's what I've been 11. saying the whole time. I said make an 11 or a bonus. Okay, I'll make 11. Okay. You do 10. Number 10. She's not going to let it fly, though. I know. After 11. Oh, I got another one, but this one's important. No, this, is, this is it. Okay, go ahead. Let's do it. Number 11. This is really You're number 10. This is number 10. This is really hard for me, by the way. Let's do it. Because, no, 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 no. Um, I don't have my phone. Right now, we're on live on my phone, and you know I'm a note taker. Oh, and so, oh, so me it's all you're not in you. It's, it's in me. Is that what you said? However, I have a very short term memory like in yeah, real time because I'm thinking about stuff and listening to you so I'm sitting here and I'm forgetting some stuff that I want to say this is really really challenging for me so your girl is digging deep mm -hmm. but the one that I want to leave you with number 10 is you must possess a unique proposition factor unique proposition factor what is unique about you what is your it factor Okay. Mm. And you have to identify when we think about billionaires, um, when we think about the Beyonce and Jay Z's, when we think about Rihanna, when we think about Oprah Winfrey, when we think about a Steve Jobs, when we think about these individuals who have reached billion dollar status, what was the it factor? Mm -hmm. Beyonce has the ability, Beyonce both and Rihanna have the ability to captivate a community globally they Beyonce specifically has an unmatched work ethic she has the ability that whatever she does it's going to draw it's going to touch because part of Beyonce's it factor is giving you only what she wants you to see she has this mysteriousness about her definitely got a mystique it's it's a mystique Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good choice. Yeah. It's a mystique about her that makes you crave to be in her presence whenever she makes her presence available to you. Right. Rihanna, on the other hand, 
has a very much in your face. I don't care. It is what it is. I said what I said. I wear what I wear. I date who I date. I go where I want. There's pictures all over her, uh, all over in the internet. In a classy way. In a though. very classy way. In a very edgy. Raunchy classic. It's, it's very edgy. Very raunchy classy for sure. Um, great turn. Look at you today, right? She has this it factor. Like Beyonce has a very classy, um, timeless mm. kind of thing about her, but but Rihanna gives a very different approach that's also classy but edgy. Could be raunchy but timeless. What's the Donnie it factor? My transparency, mm. my relatability. Like literally in this space, I was one of the first, at least female, and could be very well one of the first in our community business coaches that told her complete story and led with loss. Led with loss, led with the reality of the ugly picture. Um, I don't know many people, especially women in this space, who before me um, were sharing their story in a way that just put the gut-wrenching heartache on the table and then leveraged that um, because most people lead, lead with the glitz and the glamour of it all. Most people lead with um, the thing that they want you to see. And I came out of the gate, like literally in all of the businesses that I've ever started, you've seen the blood equity, the sweat equity, the tears equity in my business. Like I've cried on the, like I was doing this in 2008 on Facebook. You cried on the internet before Tyrese. For sure. I for sure cried on the internet um, <laughs> before Tyrese. And <laughs> I think that for me, because of that, I've had an army of people cheering me on mm -hmm. and just wanting to see me win. And I have always acknowledged that, right? My ability to also build community. But Oprah Winfrey, you know, what's her it factor? She captivated the television space, the, the daytime talk show space, and then went into network space. Yeah. Tyler Perry, they all have these unique it factors. For some people, it's personality. For some people, it's the team around them. Mm -hmm. For some people, it's the product, mm -hmm. right? For Steve Jobs, the product you gotta have something special for bill gates it's the product for oprah winfrey it was a team around her Yo, and and the personality and at the time oprah wasn't aesthetically the person that you're putting on tv which is why it was the team they knew that her her it factor was her personality and oprah had a belief i remember she was sitting down with um Gosh, was it? Oh, God. Who was it? It was. What's the other guy? Oh, right there. What's his name? Jerry Springer. No, next to him. Larry King. Larry King. She's sitting down with Larry King in an interview. And he's like, well, what if it doesn't work? You're about to release this new talk show. What if it doesn't work? And she says, oh, it'll work. I'm not worried about it if it'll, it'll work. Mm -hmm. It's how much it will work. How big it will work. Why wouldn't it work? Yeah. Right? She had, that she had this belief in the 80s when at that time Oprah was overweight and it was very, very difficult to be a black woman on TV in a leading role, one. And two, it was very, very difficult to be a black overweight woman on TV mm -hmm. that hit ultimate stardom. It's just not something that you saw. And at that time, she was fully aware of who she was and she believed and she she believed on a supernatural level. She had a vision for herself and she said exactly what it was going to be. And now Oprah Winfrey, it doesn't matter what she does. 
it's going to make multi-millions and billions of dollars. It doesn't matter what Tyler Perry does. Everything he does is a hit, even when, when it's not. Even mm-hmm. when the little microphone is protruding from the wig up here, mm-hmm. it's a hit. Every single thing they do. Why? Vision, supernatural belief, it factor, dedication, determination, work ethic, all these things that we have said, they possess every single last. Beyonce did a documentary years ago, and she's releasing another one simply about her work ethic. Yeah. The you whole documentary yeah. is only about her work ethic. The average mindset sees entertainment. People like me and you who want to be multimillionaires, we see the work ethic. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, and I thought uh, she was so unique, too. Like, she got this mic, and she's running back and forth through the crowd. Like, it was just her whole transparent, like you said. Mm-hmm. She was, she is who she is, and she was unapologetic, man. So that was lit. Are we talking about Oprah? Yes. Yeah. I remember right. when Oprah would run through the crowd with her mic going so fast at one point, and she would literally stop, like, and grab somebody's shoulder and be like, whew. Oh, bro. All right, bro. <laughs> out of breath. A little out of breath. Oprah was who she was without apology. That's her it factor. So what is your unique proposition factor? Meaning, what is your proposition to the world? What is your it factor that you possess and you do it in a way that's different from what anybody else is doing? It's your way to connect with the world. For sure. I got one more because I had a uh, meeting. But it is uh, strategic thinking. Mm -hmm. You've got to sit there and think. And this is what I know a lot of entrepreneurs never get a chance to do, at least for not a a long period of time. You want to work, 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 and never think. Now, you can't be the person that's think, 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 and never act. But um, it's important to sit down and strategize. How am I going to get this done? Mm -hmm. And as soon as we start to sit down and figure it out, our phone rings, we're distracted. Or we can't figure it out after three. You ever you ever Google something and you're looking for something and if it's not on the first page or the first three or four articles answers your question, you go to YouTube or you stop looking all together or you just call somebody. Meaning I can't sit there for a long period of time and figure it out go page after page after page. The answer is on page six. But who goes to the sixth page of Google? Who's, who, at, who strategizes, okay, how am I going to get this money? How many people am I going to talk to? Who maps out all of the barbershops that they're going to go to with their beard oil and say strategically I'm going to north side, then I'm going south side, then I'm going east side, and then I'm going to double back, and then I'm going to hit the salons, taking all the testimonials from the barber. Who thinks that far and that deep and puts a plan together? Very few people, mm-hmm. only millionaires. Mm-hmm. But there has to be some sort of level of strategic thinking, and you should, you should walk away from that plan saying, oh, this is it. This is foolproof. This is a this is a strategy. This will work. But most of us we just we can't sit there long enough and think. Yeah. So I want so badly to offer a bonus. However, I'm committed to what I said and and this is it. This is this is it. These are the eleven, 11. components that you need just to give be. it, bro. Just go with the twelve. No. Just do it. Are you is, are you asking me to do it? I'm begging you. You begging me. Simple. This one's simple. 
you just got to have guts. Mm-hmm. You just have to have guts. Yeah. This is this is so simple. Like some of you have a unique it factor. Yeah. You've got some discipline. You've got a good idea. You've got a strategy. But you don't have the guts. Yeah, you, don't you, the you guts. ain't got the guts. You ain't you. You don't have that go for it. You don't yeah, have that yeah. beast inside of you. You ain't mm-hmm. got that dog inside of you that's saying I'm about to go for it. And I thought about it when I saw that somebody commented Deion Sanders' name. Mm-hmm. Deion Sanders is the epitome of go for it. For I got sure. the guts. It don't matter if I'm here or if I'm here. I'm a winning team. I'm a winner. Anything that I touch is a win. Right. Deion Sanders, that he used to be called Primetime back in his football days. I think they still, still call him. Primetime. He's still Primetime. Still prime. In his in his football days, I remember Deion Sanders came out with that do-rag on his head. On, he pretty. He this. He greased up. He's taking. He's he's caring about his appearance. He got them soft skills down, mm-hmm. right? Oh, for sure. And he talks so much trash, just like Muhammad Ali. So much trash. He pretty going into the ring. These are people who had the guts to say what they said and they meant it. They were the first... I said what I said. Oh my gosh! Look they at they created the I said what I said. Look at Oprah's story. She had guts. All the guts. stuff she went through. Yes. Yo, the stuff that Oprah she deserves to be a billionaire so bad right now. Mm-hmm. The stuff that she went to would have broken mm-hmm. the average person. Mm-hmm. And to mm-hmm. go after go, to go up against all that. Mm. Oh my god! These are the original. I said what I said, <laughs> and Tyler Perry is the king of, and I stand Come on, on it. So Tyler Perry is the king, and who gonna check me? Come I on. know these wigs look bad. I know these cornrows don't match. I know that lace ain't hitting the skin. I know this sound quality is a little bit off. I know the play started a little bit late. But mm-hmm. who's gonna check me? Yeah. Because my checks are worth billions. Come on, man. My checks are worth billions. And there are some people who you cannot deny them the success that they have accumulated. I don't care what you think about them. You cannot deny what they have been able to accomplish because they said what they said. They meant it. They had all of the 11 components that we talked about. The 12 components that they talked about, they went for it. At the end of the day, none of this matters if you don't have the ability to get off that couch, to get off social media, to get from outside of your environment, to break up with your circumstances, to divorce your negative mindset, and go for it. That's it. Got out of guts, y'all. Hey, do me a favor. Comment below. Comment below. Out of these 12, what are you lacking? Out of the 12, there's something that hit a nerve and you're like, man, if only I had the guts. I don't have a vision. I don't have the work ethic. Mm. Comment below. Whatever you decide to comment, okay, I need you to spend the rest of the year working on it. Mm. I need you to spend the rest of the year working on it because it's not a hundred things that you need to become successful. It's one, two, three things that you need to become or implement in your business to take your life to a whole nother level, okay? Can I say this real quick before we end it? So we literally just gave you 12 steps. You just made a very valid point. It's not a hundred things. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Things that we, we gave you 12 things that if you possess all 12 of these things... Yeah. I practically guarantee you success. For sure. I guarantee you will be a millionaire, right? 12 things. Ironically, there's 12 months in the year. Mm. Can you build these components of becoming a multimillionaire? How to build the components of becoming a multimillionaire in every 12 in 12 months. That's the episode. How to build the components required to become a multimillionaire. Build the components required to become a multimillionaire in 12 months. But here's what I mean by that. Layman's terms. You take one step. You practice those habits that's required to achieve that over 30 days. And then month two, you add. You don't swap. You don't stop the previous step. You add on, right? Now, look, they're saying, well, I don't have a year. I don't know why you spent 20 doing the same thing. You <laughs> spent 20 sure. years, five years, three years doing the same. Give us a year following these steps. Month two, you add the second thing and you go through. And while you're still doing the first thing that you mastered, now you're mastering a second thing. Month three, now we're doing things one, two, and three. Month mm -hmm. four, and you're going to go on for the whole year. That second year, now you've got all these things. You've, you've been practicing that first thing you've been mastering all 12 months. Mm -hmm. That second thing you've been mastering for 11 months. That third thing you've been mastering for 10 months. When that, when that, when that second year happens, the breakthrough that you're going to experience is going to be so unbelievable monumental. to you. Who is going to be monumental. I I can guarantee it. Yep. That's a guarantee. I'll stand on, on it. I said what I said. <laughs> I love it. Yo, <laughs> take this information, okay? Run with it. We need you to comment below. You need to be engaged in this conversation, okay? Um, and the good news is some of you, you have some of these. Yeah. Everybody watching, listening to this, you possess some of it. And that is all you need. And we're just starting to build on top of the foundation that you have. Okay. So listen, we need you to like, subscribe. It is free to support by liking and subscribing to the podcast. Just That's like, subscribe, show some love, share this with somebody. Not just that. Leave us a comment. Please. However, we only want you to like and subscribe if it's a four star or five star like and subscribe. Let's if go. it's not a four or five, keep your little raggedy like. All right. <laughs> we don't want it. However, we also need you to leave a comment. Tell us what you love about the episode. Tell us what you want to see us do next. Tell us how this episode or any of the Social Proof Podcast episodes has impacted your life. But you know what you can also do? 
make sure you are staying connected and plugged into me and David because we actually have a thing for developing entrepreneurs. hundred percent. Like we've become we really good at this. For sure. We have over a decade of experience developing as an entrepreneur and developing other entrepreneurs. I have an actionable CEO community. Mm-hmm. You have a morning meetup community. Facts. We are changing lives and creating impact inside that community. And you guys deserve to be coached and mentored by me and David. So you're going to see all the links in the bottom of the description here, wherever you're watching this. Click the link. Yeah. Join us. Join us. We out. Be a part. Peace. Mm. If you like the video that you just watched, click this one. You're going to like this one, maybe even more. Click it right now. It's time to stop running your business like a hustler, like just somebody that's trying to go get some money and run your business like an actual business owner. You know how that happens? Your business hires you. Even though you started the business, the business hires you and you put yourself on payroll. And that business has payroll for other people. Now, those other people might be your spouse. It could be your kids. I pay my daughter $12,000 a year because that $12,000 that I pay my child isn't taxed. So that money is either going to go to your child or it's going to go to the government. You decide. I'd rather keep it in my house. My wife is on payroll. You need to run your business like a business owner. Most of you are taking money from your business and you take that money and you pay your house loan. You pay your rent. You pay your car. For one, that kind of stuff will land you in jail. But two, you want to grow and lay a strong foundation for your business to grow on, okay? So go to adp.com forward slash social proof. When I signed up for ADP to get this process going, I had to pay $250 for administration, setup fee, all these costs. I talked to my ADP sales rep and they said they will waive it for you if you go to adp.com forward slash social proof, meaning you can start this process for free. Absolutely free. No catches, no hooks. Go to adp.com forward slash social proof. Now is the time to run your business like an actual business owner. I am on ADP. I do the same thing and it helps my books by tax time. I'm not behind. I'm not trying to get everything because in the process of them making the payroll, they take out the taxes, they structure everything. And at the end of the year, voila, you give that information to your CPA. Okay. Go to adp.com forward slash social proof. One more time, adp.com forward slash social proof. Set it up for free. Let's go.